0: Private donors in the state have contributed millions of dollars and tons of supplies. Governor Ron DeSantis says Bahamians shouldn't come here for relief because the state isn't set up for a potential influx of tens of thousands of people. You may remember two years ago, then-Governor Rick Scott encouraged Puerto Ricans who lost homes in Hurricane Maria to come here. Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens, of course. Bahamians are not. Deborah?
1: It's sentencing day for actress Felicity Huffman. CBS's Matt Piper.
0: The Desperate Housewives star is set to appear in a Boston courtroom where she'll learn whether she'll get jail time. Prosecutors want her to serve at least one month and pay a $20,000 fine. Her attorneys have requested the judge sentence her to one year of probation a fine, and 250 hours of community service. Huffman admitted she paid $15,000 to bump up her daughter's SAT scores.
1: One of Saturday Night Live's three new cast members is under fire for a racial slur. It's from an old video Shane Gillis posted to YouTube about a crowded Chinatown. I wonder
2: how that started. They just built one f- looking building, and people were like, all right, no one said anything, let's Live there, huh? <laughs> Gillis
1: says he's a comedian who pushes boundaries and sometimes misses. He says he's happy to apologize to anyone who's offended. S&P Futures up six. This is CBS News.
0: Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com.
1: Welcome to this guided meditation brought to you by MassMutual. Imagine your dream retirement. Perhaps you're opening a coffee shop. A wave of relaxation washes over you as you smell coffee beans roasting. Hashtag blessed. You feel at peace. Ah, <sighs> This is how it feels to have a retirement plan. Learn more or find an advisor at
0: MassMutual.com. Securities and advisory services offered through MML Investor Services, a MassMutual subsidiary. With Glassdoor, finding the best new hire is as easy as... Just like that, your job's posted to over 67 million job seekers. And Glassdoor hires are 30% more likely to stay with your company longer. Start your free trial today at Glassdoor.com hire. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com.
2: Simple Green!
1: You can pre-order new iPhone 11s today. CBS News tech consultant Larry Maggot. I'm actually pretty impressed with the
0: cameras on both of these phones, especially, of course, the high-end one that starts at $999. It has three lenses and the ability to take wide, ultra-wide, and telephoto pictures, as well as pictures in low light. So overall, I think these are good iPhones, but they're not going to set the world on fire because a lot of people are going to wait till next year when Apple was expected to announce a far more advanced version of the iPhone.
1: iPhone users complaining on Twitter their older phones have slowed down or stopped working since the new ones were announced. Something new from The Who. Ball and Chain is a single from the group's first new album in 13 years. covers subjects from the Grenfell Tower Fire in London to musical theft, spirituality, and an old rock star who's lost his marbles. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Hi, I'm
0: Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. I've got great news. Mortgage interest rates have dropped, so if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is the time to lock that low rate, even before you find the home of your dreams. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive Rate Shield approval, call us today at 800 Quicken or go to RocketMortgage.com. For JD Power award information, visit JDPower.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30 year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.
1: Wow, Lucas, that's another strike. Have you been practicing?
0: I've been playing at Community Recreational Bowling every Tuesday from 4.30 to 6 at the Roller Bowl in Athens.
1: How much does that cost?
0: Almost nothing. For the low price of $3, I'm on the path to the PBA Tour.
1: (laughs) PBA Tour? Let's see you try again. Ooh, right in the gutter.
0: Community Recreational Bowling is sponsored by Integrate Athens, a division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities. Has someone in your life or an organization made strides to make your community more accessible? Or maybe you know someone who assists in the lives of those with disabilities. Recognize their hard work and commitment to improving the well-being of others by nominating them for the 2019 Athena Award. The Athena Award recognizes community members who support those with disabilities either by improving quality of life, advocating for issues, volunteering, program development, customer service, or entrepreneurship that makes a difference. For a nomination form, call the mayor's office at 740-592-3338 or visit the City of Athens website. Sponsored by the Athens City Commission on Disabilities.
1: At Athens Cell Phone and Electronics Repair, we repair all brands of cell phones, tablets, and computers, including iPhones and Samsung devices. Whether it's a screen or battery replacement, logic board repairs, or charge ports, Athens Cell Phone and Electronics can fix it all. Why spend a bunch of money on a new device? With over 40 years of electronic experience, we'll repair your device for a fraction of the cost. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturdays from 8 a.m. to noon. Stop in and see us at Richland Avenue between Taco John's and McAfee's. Give us a call for a free estimate at 740-590-1677. How do you give hope to a child in the foster care system? It starts with your heart. That tug you feel on yours when you hear that children are waiting for a stable, loving voice to speak up for their best interests. And then it becomes your time. What started out as a feeling that maybe you could make a difference becomes the difference. Change a child's story. There is a child waiting for a volunteer like you. Learn more at AthensCasa.org.
2: Yeah, a- Going to be a toasty one today, tomorrow as well. Ninety five this morning, uh, uh, this afternoon. Add that heat index factor into it, and they're talking 100. Sounds like a perfect night to find a place in the shade and have some wine. I think that's what I'll do. Hey, good morning. And we got a free-for-all edition of the Party Line. Welcome, welcome, and uh, it is a Friday indeed. It is uh, also, remember when we used to uh, be real weary or wary or whatever the term is, about Friday the 13th. Well, it is Friday the 13th. Anyway, let's see here. 256th day of this calendar year, 109 days remain. Um, Let's see. In terms of our highlight in history, September 13th, 2001, two days after the 9-11 terror attacks, the first few jetliners returned to the nation's skies, but several major airports remained closed and others opened only briefly. Our president at the time, George W. Bush, visited Injured Pentagon workers and said he would carry the nation's prayers to New York. Today is Day of the Programmer. I think they're referring to computer guys and not radio guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. Um, that would be
3: my guess, too. Yeah.
2: Let's see, today's National Blame Someone Else Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty good at that. We meaning humans. (laughs) Today's National Peanut Day. National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. National Hug Your Boss Day. Uncle Sam Day. National Celiac Disease Awareness Day. And National Bald is Beautiful Day. (laughs) Bunch of them today. It's funny how sometimes you'll have one or two, and then every so often you have one that has uh, uh, almost a dozen. And how do these days get figured out and selected? Why? Why? Why is today National Bald is Beautiful Day? Is there some particular reason, or could it be on some other date? Well, whatever. Say, but but the, there was one midway through National Peanut Day. You know, I have become more and more aware of. The fact that uh, not everybody enjoys peanuts. Um, you know, you go to a ball game and you buy a bag of peanuts in the shell and you shuck them there at your seat, and um, it's it's kind of a neat experience. You you peanut butter. Um, y- y- you know, um, just a munchy bowl full of already shelled peanuts whatever there are evidently a number of people who are quite allergic to it and it's come to the point where restaurants have to sort of post um we use peanuts inside or something to that effect um what let I don't know that we we don't have to do this today, but I'd like to follow up on this a little bit. you know what is the nature of this peanut allergy? I think it's an allergy that might be the best term for it, so we'll do it sometime anyway um, i i I would be really bugged if I couldn't eat. Some peanuts. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. All right. Well, let's just see here.
2: What, you want to do it now?
3: Well, I, I was just looking up here about okay. what what creates a peanut allergy. It accuse, uh, or excuse me, occurs when your immune system mistakenly identifies peanut proteins as something harmful. Hmm. Direct or indirect contact with peanuts causes your immune system to release symptom-causing chemicals in your bloodstream and uh, obviously as we know exposure to peanuts can occur in various ways so it has to do with the peanut proteins right when the immune system mistakes them for something harmful
2: hmm. so well
3: protein in the blood causing those chemicals. if you don't have
2: that um I guess what I'm trying to say is they're either very good for you or not good. <laughs> yeah. I've always heard peanuts had good protein and things like that that were um good for you.
3: Yeah, and they do. They have lots of protein in them.
2: So um
3: hence the peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
2: And how, how do you how do you determine is this something that you have instantly from birth? Or is it something that gets developed along the way, this
3: allergy? I would say a little bit of both.
2: Yeah. Well, anyway, I know so little about it, and yet we hear so much more about it these
3: days. Yeah. And
2: I thought I would uh, raise the issue, I guess. Yeah, it just says that... We'll uh, dig in for some future show. Yeah,
3: peanut allergies develop after primary exposure to the allergen. Simply put, the exposure, the body creates antibodies to peanut and produces antibody secreting plasma cells so it comes from exposure mm-hmm. so uh, until you are exposed to peanuts I suppose according to this
2: well, I'm told even just peanut dust in the vicinity of someone who has this oh yes allergy is uh, real troublesome
3: yeah it could cause uh, reactions uh, you know s- skin irritations Sneezing, swelling of the membranes, things like that, and the nasal membrane. So, yeah, it's it, for those that have a very severe okay. allergy, yeah.
2: Well, let's move on. Um, let's see here. Uh, birthdays. Uh, actress Barbara Bain is 88 today. Uh, Eileen Fulton, as the world turns, 86 you know, the old soap operas, I'm sorry, let me tear away for a minute. Uh, some of the actors and actresses that I worked with at Playhouse on the Green, north of Columbus, uh, Deidre Owen, um, for example, uh, Peter Harris, and they went on to be, you know, um, the soap opera stars of years gone by. But big deals, right? Um, I never could find any interest personally in soap operas. I It, it was something like I felt ashamed if I watched
3: one. <laughs> so did I. Um, just because of the stuff that was going on and, and in some the, of those.
2: And, you know, it's during it's during a time of day when you feel like you ought to be working.
3: Exactly. And so
2: you felt guilty. Well, you know what I
3: mean. Yeah. Not only that, but some of the moral issues in some of those programs, for me anyway, things that were going on. Yeah, I guess. Well, for me, anyway, you know, so. No, I mean,
2: uh, right, right. But, I mean, mercy, look at where we are today.
3: Yeah, or I should say some of the immoral issues.
2: You know, for their day, they were out there a bit. But uh, now, um, such topics are pretty commonplace. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Okay, let's move on here. Let's see here. Where did I leave off? Oh, uh, Eileen Fulton, As the World Turns, 86. Uh, Fred Silverman, the TV producer, 82. David Clayton Thomas from Blood, Sweat, and Tears, 78. Jacqueline Bisset, the actress, 75. Peter Cetera is 75, he's singer.
3: Used to be a lead singer Um, for Chicago.
2: Actress Christine Estenbrook, 69. Actress Jean Smart, 68. Singer Randy Jones from The Village People, 67. Uh, Don Waz, the um, producer, uh, record producer, 67. I knew him. Um... Bunch of names here I don't know suddenly. Um, Radio TV personality Tavis Smiley, 55. Actor and comedian Jeff Ross, 54. Olympic gold medal runner Michael Johnson, 52. Scanning, scanning, scanning. Well, let's just skip down to the bottom here. The youngest person listed today is an actress, Lily Reinhart. She's on a TV program called Riverdale, and I've not heard of that. Anyway, she's 23. Thought for the day. This comes from um, J.B. Priestley. Um. Was born on this date in 1894, died in 1984. British novelist. Let's see here. Be yourself is about the worst advice you can give to some people. (laughs) 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 I wasn't expecting that. I didn't read it in advance.
3: Yeah. Well, you know there's some merit to that statement. Oh, mercy, yes.
2: (laughs) Be yourself is about the worst advice you can give to some people.
3: Yeah, especially when you want to say quit being that way or whatever. (laughs) Okay. But can't tell people. You can tell people what to do, doesn't mean they'll do it.
2: Other things going on today, historically speaking, that is. Uh, In the year 335, some time ago, the Holy Church of Sepulchre consecrated in Jerusalem. In the year 1224, Francis of Assisi is inflicted with stigmata after a vision praying on Mount Verna. In the uh, American-Mexican War, the year would be 1847, U.S. General Winfield Scott captures Mexico City. Sort of forgotten about that. Of course, as as I readily admit, history is not my strong suit. I'll leave that to my friends like Sherry Hill and others. OK, 1956, IBM introduces the Ramek 305. It was the first comm- com- let me try that again. It was the first commercial computer with a hard drive that uses magnetic disk storage. incidentally, this uh, computer, which wasn't huge, still weighed over a ton. Not like you could take it uh, f- from the house to the
3: office daily, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like like we can our laptops, you know, which yeah. have
2: thousands of times more capacity and power, computing power than, than a one, the the Ramic three hundred five.
3: Than a one ton computer.
2: You know, truly. I think I've told this story before, but uh, there was one point where I was doing a project on manpower management, uh, resource uh, protection, that sort of thing, in the service. And the computer room in SyncPAC headquarters was larger than our entire building out here. And there were two computers in it. And then all these racks of reel-to-reel machines and what have you. And anyway, it was very impressive. And I designed a program to justify manpower management. That is to say... In order to do this type of work, it required this number of people. And that program later was uh, adopted by the Defense Intelligence Agency. But anyway, we did it at Sync-Pak first. So, today, the telephone I have on my hip has more computing power than that huge room that took about seven or eight people to operate. And I'm not I'm not making this up. This is true. These instruments that we have cell phones and if you talk about our laptops, they are like Mucho more times powerful than the early computers I had to work on back in the uh, early 70s.
3: Yep. And those little cards that we slide in them, too, that hold tons of information? Memory cards. Mm hmm SD or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. The little sticks that we carry, the flash drives.
2: Thumb drives,
3: flash drives. Yep. Hold so much information now.
2: Okay, well, let's see. What else can we do here? Arnold um, Schoenberg. Now, why should I know that name? S-C-H-O-E-N-B-E-R-G. Arnold Schoenberg. I think I went to somebody in high school by that, uh, with that last name, Fred Schoenberg.
3: He was uh, an Austrian and later an American citizen, composer, music theorist, teacher, writer, and painter.
2: Musician.
3: Yeah, he is widely considered one of the most important and influential composers of the 20th century.
2: Well, he lived from 1874, born on this date. In 1874, died in 1951. Pershing. John Pershing, the general, right?
3: Mm hmm. Yes.
2: Born on this date in 1860, died in 1948. Okay, now here's an older dude. Daniel Defoe. D E F O E. Born on this date in 1660.
3: I just typed in older dude. <laughs> See what came up. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. an English trader, writer, journalist, pamphleteer, and a spy.
2: A traitor or a trader?
3: Trader. Trader.
2: But later a spy.
3: Yeah. He's most famous for his novel, and many will recognize this Robinson Crusoe.
2: Oh, mercy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then here's another one I don't know. Roald. Dahl, D-A-H-L, R-O-A-L-D, D-A-H-L. Born on the estate in 1960, died in 1990.
3: He was a British novelist, short story writer, poet, screenwriter, and fighter pilot. He served in the Royal Air Force during the Second World War.
2: Well, fair enough. I will put this deck away. I brought in a number of things this morning, but that's that's, that's before we delay any further let's let's do our sports rollover
3: oh okay
2: uh so let's see we've got um on on f m tonight the alexander um Spartans, Spartans are the featured <clears throat> county game of the week and um so that's on our sister station.
3: They will be hosting the Pointers of South Point.
2: Then the Bulldogs, which are featured on this station, WATH, the home of the Bulldogs, uh, they're going to be down in Parkersburg, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yep, that's no- south. Non-conference game. Right, Parkersburg-South. Both both games kick off at 7 o'clock.
2: So um, tune into to uh, the... The broadcast of your choice, go back and forth, whatever you like. We'll be there, and we'll be doing it. And our sports guys do a great job.
3: Yes, they do.
2: Now, College ball.
3: The Bobcats will travel to Huntington to take on the thundering herd of Marshall tomorrow evening at 6.30. Uh, Bobcat Insider begins at 5.30. And you can tune in and catch all the action on the flagship station of the Bobcats, Power One Hundred Five. Be a great, great game. It's a great rivalry. I'm glad they still play. Uh, but I they
2: had uh, taken a few years yeah. off back at
3: ten or twelve years ago. Yeah. When I worked in the athletics department, I spoke with uh, then director Kirby Hocutt mm-hmm. about that rivalry. I said, Kirby, I know you played college football, Kansas State. Um. There's a rivalry here that has been going on for years with Marshall. Battle,
2: and, The battle of the belt.
3: That's what we call it now, yes. And I suggested, is there any way we could try to revive that? And uh, we had a discussion about it, you know, just briefly in passing. And uh, he said, you know what, I think I might look into that. And uh, I think the next year is uh, the, the, when they revive that again mm-hmm. and they scheduled the uh, Ohio Marshall. Games, again, the home-and-home series. And I think they've just renewed it uh, just recently down the road a few years ahead.
2: Now, when you look at the 60 or so occurrences that they've played each other, Ohio does hold um, an edge. Um, I'm going to say they have won 10 games more than Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, but uh, the point is, it's a, a nearby rivalry, and um, it's a good thing.
3: Yeah, it is. I I love the rivalry there too. Whenever they come to Athens, uh, they travel well. They're mm. fans, and uh, whenever there's a game there at Edwards Stadium at the Joan, as they call it, um, you know they get a good turnout there for every game. Doesn't matter who they're playing, they always get a great game there. So. Yeah, the uh last game I think was in uh 2015 and uh, Ohio defeated the Herd 21 to 10. Now Marshall was having some great years there with pro quarterbacks to be Chad Pennington and then Byron Leftwich after him, they both ended up in the NFL. And they just took it to anybody and everybody. And uh they beat the Bobcats pretty bad up here one year when they when Byron Leftwich was uh, the quarterback, and also Pennington too, and yeah, they also had a great receiver and uh, a, a wideout that transferred to uh, Marshall from Florida. So, all right, it's always a good game. It'll it'll be a good game once again.
2: So, um, once again, um, Randy Moss, well, Ohio University. What now?
3: Randy Moss was that receiver. He had a great great career in the NFL, too. Ohio
2: University, of course, uh, we are the flagship for that, and that'll be on Power 105.
3: Yes, indeed. I think the uh, uh, the Buckeyes favored by four. Okay, do that again? I think uh, Marshall is favored by four. Okay, we'll see. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I think it should be the other way around. But anyway, that's just me. The Buckeyes, yes.
2: Buckeyes will be here on uh, 970. And uh let's see, where, where, where are they headed?
3: They are ha- headed to Bloomington, Indiana, to face the Indiana Hoosiers. Okay. Kickoff is at noon, and uh, pregame will start on 970 at, I believe, 1030. Usually an hour and a half. If not, it'll be at 11. So you can tune in and catch all the Ohio State Buckeyes action tomorrow at noon. Ranked number six. And uh, it'll be an interesting game. That Indiana game, I've always said, is a trap game for the Buckeyes, meaning that anything could happen with that one and not to be surprised if uh, Indiana, you know, sneaks up and makes it a closer game than some people think.
2: Well, um, but Indiana's not ranked, right?
3: No, no. It's just one of those things. Yeah, but the last – (laughs) a <laughs> couple of years, the Buckeyes have gone to Iowa, and they've also gone to Purdue when neither one of those teams were ranked and the Buckeyes were, and both teams just smoked the Buckeyes. I mean, they laid it on them big time and beat them by like 20 and 30 points when nobody saw that one coming. And uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention the LSU Tigers and Joe Burrow. Would we? Or would we not?
2: We'll, well do it. <laughs>
3: They play uh, tomorrow night. Uh, they will play in Baton Rouge, or Baton Rouge, as they say, against a Northwestern State, the demons of Northwestern State. What a nickname. But that's just me.
2: I don't even know where that is.
3: I don't either. Northwestern Somewhere state. in Louisiana, I, I'm pretty sure. But uh, tomorrow night at 730, it will be televised on the SEC channel. So if you get that channel... He'll be in good shape to watch Joe Burrow in the number four-ranked LSU Tigers. They jumped two spots. So good luck, Joe.
2: Let's change topics uh, considerably here. There was a debate last night. <laughs> I was uh, busy. I frankly forgot about it, but I was busy. It would have been hard to have taken too much of it in. Um, You had um, – they, they had distilled it down to where they didn't have two sessions. They had one, ten candidates appeared. Um, the reports since. Um, well. Well. I don't know how to express it exactly. It seems that um, people were kind of ganging up on the leader, Biden, which is not necessarily a surprise. Um if he misspeaks in any fashion they sure clobber him oh, for yeah. it any, um, anybody
3: in those positions if i
2: if i make an, an error and and then correct myself they still won't rightly uh, correct the uh, recognize my admission of the correction um, <clears throat> you know it's just uh,
3: yeah it's like anyway yeah anytime you're in a position like that doesn't matter what party or affiliation you're with Someone's always going to hammer you for it.
2: The fellow Booker,
3: Cory Booker, yes, uh,
2: really went after Joe. Some mm-hmm. I've seen, seen some um, clips from that. I well, he Cory Booker is currently ranked third. Biden remains in the front. Ms. Warren is second, Booker third, and then Sanders fourth. Now, another one I've kind of liked watching, but I don't know if it's because I don't know what my inspiration is, uh, but Harris, right? Mm-hmm. She's She's pretty good. Wait a minute. Am I confused? It wasn't Booker that really was taking on Biden. It was Castro, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was Castro. Yeah. I had the wrong guy. Yeah. Of these, um, let's see here, what have they got here? Four, seven. In the seven listed, Castro comes in with the lowest rankings out of that um, event. Anyway – uh, i may try to uh, catch it in a rerun sort of fashion here cuz uh i would i didn't mean to miss it we were just busy
3: and um yeah I, I caught some of it and uh well the the latter part of it i guess but uh yeah there were some uh quotable things that happened there that uh, of course after the debates they go back and review who said what who attacked what and uh, former Housing Secretary Julian Castro made a comment that seems to be making a lot of the news headlines about uh, former Vice President Biden, about forgetting what he just said two minutes ago about health care. Well... And he was a housing secretary in the Obama administration.
2: All right. Um... <clears throat> Folks, over the years, you've heard me speak of the Farmer's Almanac. And for many years, they sent us a copy um, in advance of, you know, like as soon as it was first released. And a couple years ago, I suddenly realized that I, I don't know when they had stopped, but they had stopped doing that. So I made a phone call this year and I said, well, you know, there's there's programs like mine out here in the nation who it's kind of nice to have the reference. And forgive me, but isn't it also kind of like free promotion of your publication so that someone might be inclined to go and purchase a copy? Mm -hmm. Yep, it's a paperback. I don't know how much they cost, but it's not terrible. And to my pleasure, uh, a week or so ago, I received in the mail a copy from the publishers and everything. And uh, they had some other insert sheets with it. I have one in my hand right now. Um, But I've asked Scott to sort of go through that. And I don't know if we'll get to all this today or if we can do it next week, but... Um, I have a sheet in front of me. It said the Old Farmer's Almanac weather map for the winter of 2019-20. So this is like a one-page description of what the weather is going to be like this winter. Now, if we want it in greater detail, they tell you, on pages 96 and 206 through 223 and so forth. But here's a one-page map. See this? Yes. And it says (laughs) that we're going to be wintry, period. Like the northeast, wet and wild. Southeast, mild with soakers. Texas, Florida, the lower part of the Gulf, uh, nice, pleasant. But um Ohio, West Virginia um really uh it just says wintry. That sounds a little bit dicey, doesn't
3: it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the only place that I see On the entire map that says that about Wintry.
2: Now, looking ahead, I turn this same little one-page report over. Again, this is from the old Farmer's Almanac. This is uh, the projection of summer 2020, right? And just about all of the Midwest, look here, see that kind of pale green? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just about Mm -hmm. all of that. They say sizzle and drizzle, so hot and wet is my
3: interpretation. Yep, that's what it sounds like anyway. Do you see the bottom there in the uh, Louisiana, Mississippi area, Alabama? Muggy and buggy? <laughs> Muggy and buggy. Mm-hmm. What well, do I mean by buggy, I wonder? Bugs? Bug yeah, infested? Yeah,
2: sure. I mean, that's the way I
3: take it. That's what I thought, too.
2: Um, By the way, in Maine, and this is in New Hampshire, Vermont, wicked hot next summer. They're not accustomed to that. Oh, well. Um, So, Scott, sometime um, when you have a little time to kill, and I... Keep you pretty busy, I know. (laughs) Uh, But go through there and and pick out some interesting items that we might share, oh, say next week. Oh, okay. Uh, Unless one has already popped out at you.
3: I've got a few of them here. Um, Okay. One of them is uh, how they predict the weather. And I I found a paragraph that I thought was pretty interesting. Okay. They go on to say their forecasts – emphasize temperature and precipitation deviations from averages or normals. Now, these are based on a 30-year statistical average prepared by government meteorological agencies. And, excuse me, they're updated every 10 years. They say the most recent tabulations span the period of 1981 through 2010. And the borders of those sixteen weather regions of that map you just had mm-hmm. says uh, the weather regions of the contiguous states are based primarily on climatology and the movement of weather systems.
2: Well, <clears throat> um, I, I I have a feeling if if that. Document has not changed significantly from years ago. They have some very unusual statements uh, here and there.
3: Yeah, yeah, they do. But
2: and um, so, you know, maybe if you could.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I've already thumbed through a little bit of it and bookmarked some things, but something that caught my eye was on the front, yeah. front page where it says uh, the Farmer's Almanac, the original Farmer's Almanac. And then in quotes it says "useful with a pleasant degree of humor." <laughs> right, right.
2: So, mm-hmm. our show's similar.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we try to be pleasant anyway,
2: with a slight sense of humor. Yes. Okay.
3: Exactly, and maybe a little sarcasm sprinkled in now and then.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Let's see. Things to know for today. We got about uh, fourteen minutes remaining. Okay. Um, so once again, the debate, they say progressive moderate divide on display in debate. Joe Biden parties, I'm sorry, Joe Joe Biden parries attack after attack from liberal rivals on everything from health care to immigration, showcasing ideological differences in the Democratic Party. Number two, where the Pope will visit. Francis will travel to Thailand and Japan in November in a visit expected to highlight his call for complete nuclear disarmament and honor the small Catholic communities in each country. Number three, the Palestinians shrug off Israel's elections. Millions of Palestinians living in the West Bank are unable to vote in Israel's elections next week, which could determine whether it annexes part of that occupied territory. We'll just see how things go. Number four today, the Bahamas, Bahamians, I guess it is, uh, look for loved ones. As thirteen hundred people are still missing after Dorian, they scan social media. They peer under rubble. They try to follow the smell of death,
3: mm.
2: in an attempt to find family and friends. Nearly two weeks after one of the lo- one of the strongest Atlantic hurricanes in history.
3: I don't know if it says anything in there about this, but apparently there's another possible hurricane forming heading heading right for the Bahamas again. It
2: appears that the path is nearly identical.
3: Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: Number five, desperate housewife star to learn fate. We're talking about Felicity, Felicity Huffman, who is returning to court in Boston today to be sentenced for her role in a sweeping college admissions bribery scandal. Number 6 Snoozing Crew raises specter of criminal charge in boat fire. Okay, now when we when I first got this report and they said that these 20 or so people that died because they couldn't get out that the passageways were blocked. I did not realize. I I thought they meant like some door had been closed and locked for some security purpose or something like that. No, 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 no. It was fire.
3: Yeah, fire was blocking that little door that they went up the steps.
2: Their two ways out were both blocked by fire. Well, anyway. um...
3: Apparently the crew were all asleep on top, and that's how they escaped, six of them, Mm -hmm. on top of the boat. Now, they think it's from charging of cell phones and uh, computer equipment down in the bunkers. I guess there was a wall of uh, charging stations there inside that bunker where folks slept, and uh, folks were charging up their phones. Computers, things like that. They think there may have been a short circuit in there as the preliminary part. I had not heard that. Yeah. They think it may have started there on that board of uh, mm-hmm. charging stations.
2: Um, let's see. Let's move on here. Um, a nighttime crypt visit for the morbidly curious. <laughs> as part of the neck, necro-necro-tourism trend, visitors in Ecuador can get a taste of death by lying in the cemetery crypt at night. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
3: Why? Why? <laughs> well, if they want to do it, today's a good day. Friday the 13th and a I full mean, moon.
2: I mean, I... You know, I have a lot of friends that are funeral directors. Yeah. And things like that. Right. and And... But uh, there are some parts of that business that just um, – I'm glad somebody else enjoys doing that. Not enjoys, but does it well Mm -hmm. and is respectful and all of that. Um,
3: It's not my cup of tea at all. Yeah. Likewise. Well, you know, if they're going to do that, lay in that, they're not going to know when it does happen. I have seen – um, I've, I've been
2: involved, not involved, like, never mind. Start over, Palmer. I've been present at several fatal accidents. I've been present at several fatal military situations. Um, I remember in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, we were right. Um, my 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 brother in law and myself and my sister were driving right behind a car that got struck badly. Uh, we're not physicians, you know. I I pretend to be once in a while, but um, it was very clear that the driver, a male, was either dead or. Headed that way quickly. The wife in the passenger seat was badly injured. Uh, I was attending to her. I was a kid. Uh, when when things happen, you respond in ways you didn't think were possible or mm-hmm. that you were capable of. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my my brother in law was dealing with traffic. And then the the squads arrived and the police and all of that stuff. Um, And indeed, he was pronounced dead at the scene, the driver. You know, you don't forget those scenes. Oh, no. I, I remember a situation at Fort Knox. Well, anyway.
3: Yeah, it's it's amazing. They're etched in your minds forever. Yeah. And then how people jump into reaction when something like that happens. I've I've heard of people uh actually defying human strength and ability mm-hmm. lifting cars off of folks that, you know, they were so
2: you know, something that, that might have taken uh, eight or 10 guys to lift. Yeah. Four would be able to do in that moment.
3: Yeah. I've heard of even one person doing it. I think I've heard a story of one, one of my relatives from years ago doing that. Those cars were heavy back in those days, too. Someone was trapped under it, and he was just so worked up and anxious that, you know, it's human, superhuman strength that ordinarily you wouldn't be able to budget, probably.
2: All right. Um,. I think we've hit most of the highlights. We had some other things we thought we could talk about. We have uh, uh, flag etiquette, right? The U.S. flag. Um, And I'm not being critical of the, uh, you know, we have that one flag down there by the city pool. And uh, uh, it's disguised in a cell tower. And, um, you know, the flag is not quite up at the top. Um, wind and what ha- what, what all, it is, it's probably uh, six or eight feet from the top. And I know the cell tower guy's got a lot to do, but, I mean, if it's going to be a flagpole, it should be a flagpole, and it should be at the top, unless it's... Flags have been ordered to be at a lower position.
3: I noticed that as well.
2: Um, I've only seen a couple of those around the nation; these cell towers disguised as a flag pole. But I'm glad that we have one here oh, in yeah.
3: Athens. Sure, is beautiful when that winds blow it.
2: Um. Anyway. Uh, down in um, what would that be? Clintonville, I guess. North part of Clintonville. There's the Flag Lady Flag Store, and then over in Marietta, we have uh, All American Flags, and well, suddenly I don't have the name quite right. But Sylvie Caperell is the owner of the store, and she she came over one time a couple years ago, and we talked about flag. Etiquette and that sort of thing, and I'm sure she'd be willing to do it again.
3: American flags and poles.
2: I, that is it. Thank mm-hmm. you. So that's uh,
3: I, I, it's.
2: It's always interesting stuff. I think. What else do we? Uh, I guess we've covered most all the topics today. We do have a couple of our sponsors to take care of, and then um, it's the weekend
0: nearly, right? The John W. Clem Recovery House is hosting a breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. The Clem House is a recovery house that provides adult men a structured program and safe haven to assist them in their efforts to recover from drug and alcohol dependency. Doors open at 8 30 a.m. and the presentation will start at 9 a.m. at the Dairy Barn, 8000 Dairy Lane in Athens. Come support the John W. Clem Recovery House at their breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. This event is presented by Holzer, the 317 Board, integrated services, and Ohio Health.
1: Have you ever thought about having a podiatric physician examine your feet? Doctors of podiatric medicine set broken bones, perform wound care, and remove bunions. Common health issues that they treat include ingrown or fungal nails, horns, warts, and skin problems like athlete's foot. Foot exams are easy and can prevent many foot problems. If you can't walk, work, or enjoy sports activities without pain, what are you waiting for? To find a podiatric physician who is a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Stop by and enjoy the wonderful atmosphere of the expanded Bunch of Grapes Tavern and Cutler's Restaurant at the Ohio University Inn. Enjoy weekly specials like Prime Rib Sundays, Martini Mondays, Italian Tuesdays, and Wine Down Wednesdays. In addition to award-winning dining, the Ohio University Inn offers rooms with amenities such as free Wi-Fi, pet-friendly rooms, and a 24-hour fitness center. Come visit the gateway to Ohio University. The Ohio University Inn, located at 331 Richland Avenue in Athens.
2: girl from Ipanema, right? Water Wonderly in his organ. Hammond B3. A very summer-like tune for a very summer-like weather. Stay comfortable out there, folks, and have a marvelous week and We'll see you all over again on Monday, and don't forget all our football tonight.
0: On the hour, real news, real reporting.
1: I'm Deborah Rodriguez, scoring the candidates' debate. Correspondent Steve Futterman with details from last night's face-off in Houston.
0: Julian Castro accused Joe Biden of flip-flopping on his health care proposal. Are you forgetting what you said two minutes, minutes ago? Be
3: Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago?
0: And after the debate, Castro said he didn't mean to suggest anything negative about Biden. Health care was a key topic. Bernie Sanders defended his proposal.
3: Every study done shows that Medicare for all is the most cost-effective approach.
1: So did Elizabeth Warren. How do we pay for it? Those at the very top, the richest individuals and the biggest corporations, are going to pay more. On other issues like
0: background checks on guns, there was general agreement, and they all said President Trump needs to be replaced. Steve Futterman, CBS News, at the Democratic debate in Houston. The
1: president taking a swipe at a couple of the candidates. I hit Pocahontas way too early. I
0: thought she was gone. She's emerged from the ashes. And now it looks like she
1: could beat Sleepy Joe. He's fallen asleep. He has no idea what the hell he's doing or saying. The president addressing House Republicans in Baltimore. This is sentencing day for a Hollywood actress who pleaded guilty in the college admission scandal. Prosecutors have argued for a month of jail time. CBS's Carter Evans is outside federal court in Boston. Melissa
0: Luffman's lawyer doesn't think she should have to spend any time in prison because he's arguing this is essentially a victimless crime. There's no proof that anyone lost any money in this scheme. So he's asking for probation, a $20,000 fine and community service. But today, it's all up to a judge. Bad
1: weather's moving in on the hurricane ravaged Bahamas. CBS's Jeff Berardelli. Southeast Bahamas getting hit right now with a lot of showers and storms. This system's likely to form. If it does, it becomes Umberto. More than a thousand people are still missing from Dorian and the Abacos. Correspondent Earl Barnett visited